Part One of Chapter Five of X Y Z: A Detective Story by Anna Catherine Green. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Carolyn. Part One of Chapter Five: The Yellow Domino. A mingled sound of shrieks and exclamations greeted me. Joe cried Edith, bounding forward, but I waved her back and turned with a severe gesture toward Hartley Benson. "'What are your reasons,' I demanded, "'for thinking the poisoning that has taken place here "'was the work of the yellow domino?' "'Do you ask me?' he retorted, after a moment's pause, "'during which my voice echoed through the room, "'waking strange gleams of doubt on the faces of more than one person present. "'You wish to dare me, then?' he hissed, coming a step nearer. I wish to know what the yellow domino has done that you or any one should consider him as responsible for the tragedy that has taken place, I steadily replied. Are you not my brother, then? he cried, in mingled rage and anxiety. Was it not you I met under the evergreens and supplied with the yellow domino, in order to give you the opportunity of seeing our father to-night, and effecting the reconciliation which you had so long desired? Are you not he who afterward followed me to this room, and hid himself in the closet from which you have just come, all for the purpose, as you said, of throwing yourself at your father's feet and begging pardon for a past of which you had long ago repented? Or are you some reckless buffoon who has presumed to step into the domino my brother left behind him, and careless of the terrible trouble that has overwhelmed this family, come here with your criminal jests to puzzle and alarm us. I am the man whom you gave the domino, if that is what you wish to know, Hartley Benson, and I am the man whom you let into the ambush of this closet, for such reasons as your own conscience must inform you. If the yellow domino put poison into Mr. Benson's wine, then upon me must lie the burden of the consequences, for I alone have worn the disguise of this mask from the moment we met under the evergreens till now, as I think may be proved by this gentleman you call Uncle Joe, and this lady you address as Edith. This mode of attack had the desired effect. Who are you? burst from Hartley's lips now blanched to the colour of clay. Unmask him, doctor. Let us see the man who dares to play us tricks on such a night as this. Wait, cried I, motioning back not only the doctor, but Uncle Joe and the ladies, the whole group having started forward at Hartley's words. Let us first make sure I am the yellow domino who has been paraded through the parlours this evening, "'Miss Benson, will you pardon me if I presume to ask you "'what were the words of salutation with which you greeted me to-night?' "'Oh!' she cried, in a tremble of doubt and dismay. "'I do not know as I can remember. "'Something about being glad to see you, I believe, "'and my hope that your plans for the evening might succeed.' "'To which,' said I, I made no audible reply, but pressed your hand in mine, with the certainty you were a friend, though you had not used the word counterfeit. 
"'Yes, yes,' she returned, blushing and wildly disturbed, as she had reason to be. "'And you, Uncle Joe,' I went on, "'what were your words? How did you greet the man you had been told was your erring nephew?' I said, "'To counterfeit wrong when one is right necessarily opens one to a misunderstanding.' To which ambiguous phrase I answered, as you will remember, with a simple, "'That is true.' A reply, by the way, that seemed to arouse your curiosity, and led to strange revelations. "'God defend us!' cried Uncle Joe. The exclamation was enough. I turned to the trembling Edith. "'I shall not attempt,' said I, "'to repeat or ask you to repeat any conversation which may have passed between us, for you will remember it was too quickly interrupted by Mr. Benson.' for us to succeed in uttering more than a dozen or so words. However, you will do me the kindness to acknowledge your belief that I am the man who stood with you behind the parlour curtains an hour ago. I will, she replied, with a haughty lift of her head that spoke more loudly than her blushes. It only remains, then, for Mr. Benson to assure himself I am the person who followed him to the closet— I know of no better way of his doing so than to ask him if he remembers the injunctions which he was pleased to give me when he bestowed upon me this domino. No, that is, whatever they were, they were given to the man I supposed to be my brother. Ha, ah, then, if it was your brother, I rejoined, you gave that hint about the glass I would find on the library table saying that, if it did not smell of wine, I would know your father had not had his nightly potion, and would yet come to the library to drink it, an intimation, as all will acknowledge, which could have but the one result of leading me to go to the table and take up the glass and look into it in the suspicious manner which has been reported to you. He was caught in his own toils and saw it. Muttering a deep curse, he drew back, while a startled ha huh! broke from the doctor, followed by a quick, "'Is that true? Did you tell him that, Mr. Benson?' For reply, the now thoroughly alarmed villain leaped at my throat. "'Off with that toggery! Let us see your face. I shall and will know who you are!' But I resisted for another moment while I added, "'It is, then,' established to your satisfaction that I am really the man who has worn the yellow domino this evening. Very well. Now look at me, one and all, and say if you think I am likely to be a person to destroy Mr. Benson. And with a quick gesture I threw aside my mask, and yielded the fatal yellow domino to the impatient hands of Mr. Hartley Benson. The result was a cry of astonishment from those to whom the face thus revealed was a strange one, and a curse deep and loud from him to whom the shock of that moment's surprise must have been nearly overwhelming. "'Villain!' he shrieked, losing his self-possession in a sudden burst of fury. "'Spy! Informer! I understand it all now. You have been set over me by my brother. Instructed by him, you have dared to enter this house.' warm yourself into its secrets and by a deviltry only equalled by your presumption 
taken advantage of your position to poison my father and fling the dreadful consequences of your crime in the faces of his mourning family it was a plot well laid but it is foiled sir foiled as you will see when i have you committed to prison to-morrow mr benson i returned shaking him loose as i would a feather this is all very well but in your haste and surprise you have made a slight mistake you call me a spy so i am but a spy backed by the united states government is not a man to be put lightly into prison i am a detective sir connected at present with the secret service at washington my business is to ferret out crime and recognize a rogue under any disguise and in the exercise of any vile or deceptive practices and i looked him steadily in the face then indeed his cheek turned livid and the eye which had hitherto preserved its steadiness sought the floor a detective murmured miss carey shrinking back from the cringing form of the brother whom but a few hours before she had deemed everything that was noble and kind a detective echoed edith brightening like a rose in the sunshine in government employ repeated uncle joe honouring me with a stare that was almost comic in its mingled awe and surprise yes i rejoined if any one doubts me i have papers with me to establish my identity by what means i find myself in this place a witness of mr benson's death and the repository of certain family secrets it is not necessary for me to inform you it is enough that i am here have been here for a good hour posted behind that curtain that i heard jonas's exclamation as he withdrew from the balcony saw mr benson come in from his bedroom drink his glass of wine and afterward fall at the feet of his son and daughter and that having been here and the witness of all this i can swear that if mr benson drank poison from yonder decanter he drank poison that was put into it before either he or the yellow domino entered this room who put it there it is for you to determine my duty is done for to-night and with a bow i withdrew from the group about me and crossed to the door but miss carey's voice rising in mingled shame and appeal stopped me don't go said she not at least until you tell me where my brother joseph is is he in this town or has he planned this deception from a distance i-i am an orphan sir who at one blow has lost not only a dearly beloved father but as i fear a brother too in whom up to this hour i have had every confidence tell me then if any support is left for a most unhappy girl or whether i must give up all hopes of even my brother joe's sympathy and protection your brother joe i replied has had nothing to do with my appearance here he and i are perfect strangers but if he is a tall broad-shouldered young man shaped something like myself but with a ruddy cheek and light curling hair i can tell you i saw such a person enter the shrubbery at the southwest corner of the garden an hour or so ago End of chapter five part one